You've tuned in to localjobnetwork.com radio and you're listening to the LJN Radio Quad where our hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment related. I'm Carly Rubach and joining me in the quad today is Lynn Molitor. Hello. Azure Mahara. Hello. And Jacqueline Peterson. Hi. So I wanted to start out today, we usually focus on workplace issues in the quad and I've sort of had web design on my mind lately, so <laughs> I, I sort of stumbled across this article and I thought it was really interesting talking about how you can make a business website interesting and effective, and it, the article kind of gave a few tips, and I'm just curious if anything sticks out to you when you're looking at business websites or if you have any tips for people to keep content fresh. Well, Carly, actually one of the things that you've been teaching me during website redesign is uh, the importance of images. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess for me that wasn't something that necessarily would always draw me in. Um, But, you know, as we've kind of talked through it, um, I'm learning the importance of them, and I've been paying more attention to them. Mm -hmm. You know, so just – but you still need a good balance, I think, of – text and image. Absolutely. I think um, simplicity can be underrated a little bit. Um, Having a a website that's designed a little bit more simple, easy to read, you know, not jam-packed with so much information and it's so busy. I mean, there are certain websites that that fits. Um, Newspapers, a lot of times, will do that where it's just all this information, every white space is filled. But um, just having, you know, having it look really neat and clean, mm-hmm. um, I think is a really good tip for, for people when they're looking to do a website. Yeah. I also like having uh, not very many click-throughs. So if you have me click on an article to read it, like if I'm interested in maybe the teas and then I click on it, I want the article to pop up right away. I don't want to have mm-hmm. to go to an advertisement first, wait oh, 30 yeah. seconds, or trying to find the X or escape button is super annoying. So I think the the less amount of click-throughs, the easier it is for the user, because I'll just get off after like five seconds. Do pop-up ads even work for anyone? I can't even tell you what they are. I'm just like, (laughs) I just look, I'm looking for an X to to shut her down. Continue to say, continue where is the button? (laughs) And I think to like the videos, Lynn, if you watch a video online, you have to wait the 30 seconds. Right, yeah. Um, and then in that case, you are watching the actual video. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're forced to watch it. You're forced to view what it is. So you are still getting the exposure. However, are you relating that company with a negative, you know, because you're, you're, you're being um, inconvenient. Like it's an yeah. inconvenience right. for you. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know if it really, I don't know. For me, when I see those ads, I get more upset it's like I flip over and I like read an email until um you know until it's over (laughs) yeah yeah and just going back to the actual like content of business websites I've read a lot that it's just really important if you have a business website to find a way to constantly have fresh content so whether that's in the form of like we have resource articles that are always updated but it can be just in the form of a simple blog or like a news feed but keeping the content fresh helps their like search engine optimization and things like that um To sort of lend value to job seekers, I also wanted to ask what you guys thought about um, job seekers creating personal websites and having those available during the interview process as well. I think it depends on, like, what they're doing. So, Mm -hmm. for example, if they're a graphic designer 
Um, yeah, that would be good. Then you would probably want to have some sort of tool to show your work. I don't know. It sort of depends on the industry. I can't imagine like a doctor or a lawyer would right. put together right. a landing page or some sort of mini website to show their work. Mm-hmm. But I know somebody that's a teacher, and she actually built herself a web page and a website, and then that was kind of part of her application process, not that they had asked of it. Um, And she got the job because they were so impressed that she had put this together and she had examples of what she had done in her internship and projects that she had done in pictures. And (laughs) they were able to just scroll right down and see it. And, you know, and they're like, let's really look at her resume. Was it a public website? Like anyone could have gotten to it? Was there any personal information on it, or did she keep it all focused on her teaching? And Do you know? Um, I don't know that that answer to that question. But, I mean, if you did have personal information on there, I guess, there, you know, you just have to think about if you want to have it out for the public or have it on a secured right. site where you can only send the link to somebody. Or, mm-hmm. But you know what they say, if it's out on the Internet, it's out there. So <laughs> <laughs> is it really ever secure? I don't right. know. But, yeah, you'll probably want to avoid politics, religion, and family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Keep it professional. If if that's how you're using it, if that's your intended use behind it. Right. And clean in all aspects of the word. Mm -hmm. Have the website look clean, but then also be clean on your website. (laughs) I suppose that would be – wouldn't that be, like, a good alternative then? I mean, if you're you're trying to get away from the Facebook profiles, then create this – this online version of a professional resume, I suppose. I actually have one, and I used it, and mine's private, um, but I I used it when I applied for this oh. job. Um, and it was, it was my resume, but it had a picture, um, and it was just a little bit fancier because it was online, and that was it. It was just mm-hmm. an online Did one. Did it have a picture one, of you? Yeah. Had a picture of me, and then, you know, just real professional and just that was it so and for our listeners out there what exactly is your role azure <laughs> my role yeah what associate your... marketing manager right so i think yeah. it depends again on but generally speaking you wouldn't want to include a picture unless you're like right. an actor right. actress or something like that i was just curious at that yeah, yeah i did I, I did and i it's, it was the same picture that i had on my linkedin profile mm-hmm. at the time too so um, you know it was a simple google search that they could have done and i, I did have some links to my social media right in there too yeah, and I I have a personal site too, and I was always told to just secure your domain name and yeah. just to have it and have control of it. Not that anybody would take my name unless they had the same name, but oh. just to have that control. So I ended up doing something with it, but I think you know it depends, right? Yeah. Who you are, what Don't you're people applying for. You, you actually, Carly, actually. Now that I think about it, you actually put your personal website on your resume. I did, yeah, and, and I. I, we actually, Lynn and I actually looked at it. Did we? I did. I can't I remember. We did. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't I I push did it, but I just included. You it had it as on like your resume. A, yeah, yeah. yeah and actually, yeah, I did look at it, and I, I was attracted to it actually. Now that I'm sort of putting it all together here, <laughs> um, because it was done so nicely. And it was very clean, and there wasn't really anything personal. It just had your yeah. It was just articles that yeah. I'd written. But and I think one of the main things oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Jacqueline, I know that once the decision was made to bring you on um, to the team, Carly, is Jacqueline did show me your website, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, oh, she seems really creative, and <laughs> yeah, and that stuck out. And she had agreed that yeah. that was one of the things that stuck out to her too. Yeah. So. yeah so to your point, I guess is if if you um, do put one together, make sure you keep it 
work-related and professional right. because we did spend time reading your articles, Joni Mitchell, and oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I did watch a few videos you put together, and I was impressed, oh, actually. Right. So okay. I'm on board. Okay. <laughs> well, WordPress but, is a great place to start, and they have really good um, – uh, blogs to kind of help you figure out how to start your own website. So mm-hmm. yeah. Now, was your picture on there? It was. It was. Oh, yeah. I don't even yeah. recall that. Sorry, yeah. I don't remember what I did yesterday. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did you have for breakfast? a lot of projects on our hands right now. <laughs> All right. So it sounds like we're on board with the website idea, depending on what industry you're in and what you're applying for. Um, so let's Let's jump into some more of those workplace-related issues. And Jacqueline, I wanted to start with you. Yeah. So um, we're actually in the middle of moving, which is super exciting. Um, But there's so much that's going on, and there's so many different projects. We're working on two national events that we're hoping – well, we are attending. um, (laughs) And there's just a lot going on. And – you know, pressures are high, tensions are high. And I just wanted to talk about some ways that we could work with, like, dealing with conflict. Because we're people, I've had to move so many schedules already. I've had to ask people to move their schedules. I've had to say, I can't come to your meeting because I'm working on something else. And there's just so much going on. But we have to get all of our work done. So I would just want to know if you have any tips that you can share with our listeners on how to manage these conflicts or these obstacles that you're dealing with and what tips we can can provide and if you do get into some like little uh, tiff or something that you're just you know trying to get past how do you get past it like with a coworker, a little yeah anything <laughs> <laughs> I think if you get into any kind of conflict with a coworker, the my biggest advice I guess would be to just take it head-on and maybe each take a moment to calm down if you're riled up but approach it head-on you know just Go take that person aside and just be like, talk it through so that it's over, it's done with, you can move on, find the solution to it. And I think a lot of times with conflict, you know, it can bring good things because there could be changes that happen, new processes. So... Yeah, I don't know. Just deal with it head on, I think would be that. Yeah, and to that point, like, if there's no... You have to expect conflict, otherwise I feel like nothing would get... If everybody just agreed all the time... That would be pretty boring. So <laughs> I think I think conflict can bring new things, change, and so you. It's just how you deal with it, and you expect it, face it head on. But so how do you how do you handle conflict? How do I handle conflict? Um, well, you know, it's the directness. It's being open about it, and if you know, if you have an issue with somebody, bring it to them directly. Maybe instead of sending a couple passive emails just like go talk to the person um, and try to just figure it out and resolve it because you're both busy you both need to take care of other things so trying not to like let it carry on for too long and stretch it out um, just get it handled and by doing it directly we don't mean Mm -hmm. be rude no (laughs) still be polite and respectful when you do deal with it yeah see I actually Uh, You know, especially now with things so crazy, when things do come up, a lot of times I think that they're unintended, and it's Mm -hmm. just because emotions are high. So I actually, and this is total me personality, and I'm not saying it's right, but this is how I am. I don't do well when i am got a lot on my plate and then someone addresses me head on with something Mm. because I may have a whole nother issue that's a lot bigger. Right. And I may 
kind of downplay what the conf, you know, it might be a bigger issue for someone else than for me. Mm-hmm. And then if someone hits me on it, it like, you know, all of a sudden then I realize that there is a bigger issue than it is. And then it just, it kind of sacks me. So how do you handle that? I mean, if somebody was to come up to you or what tips would you have for somebody like me that would want to go, you know, directly or head on? I usually am like, you know, depending on what it is. And really, I've never had like a big issue. You know, I'm like, uh, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. You know, I'm fine. Um, You know, but it's like, I don't really have time to address this as an issue because, you know, I've actually got some other bigger, like my, you know, deadlines or other things going on. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like, you know, sometimes it's like you kind of have to schedule it in my day because I don't really have time for. Would an email be good? Like a good just, hey, I just wanted to let you know that this upset me. What about if we do this in the future? And, you know, because then you could read it at your at your convenience would that be yeah, better I don't you know I don't know emails to me you always have to be careful of right. the tone right um, be because wrong. again it's like how you know you know again a lot of times I don't think that there's a conflict and then the resolution sometimes can create the conflict for me so I think it's just something to mm-hmm. keep in mind mm-hmm. you know with whoever you're dealing with you know, and I think it's almost like, um, you know, communication styles, too. Right. It's like it might work well for you, but it all depends on how the other person may, you know, if right. they're different than you. Well, and like you said, for you, it may not be, you may not see it as a big deal, but for the other person on the receiving end, they may be like, wow. So it, it all comes down to perception, too, oh, and how you're true. impacted. True, perception, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, so what I hear you saying is schedule time, maybe later. yeah. And give it some time. Yeah. Right. See how it plays yeah. out. I think that that's, I, that was one of the biggest things that I've sort of had to learn to do is, like, give it time. Because the some of the, the articles that I was reading about this particular topic is, and, and we want, obviously, all of our listeners out there to know, is that when you're dealing with conflict, and like Carly said, conflict is actually healthy to have because it gives opportunities for improvement. So you do want some sort of conflict. Um, but you also, conflict is only healthy when there's a resolution, is what all the articles that I read said. So if you have conflict, you have to have a resolution. But everyone's different. Everyone handles things differently. So I think one of the biggest takeaways that I have been practicing is wait. Like wait until your emotions are down. Yeah. Wait until mm-hmm. you've had time to process it. And and pick your battles. There's a few, you know, you'll deal with conflict all the time where you're like, and eh, that's not a big deal. I'm just going to let that one slide. Um, you know, but if you're constantly thinking about it and maybe bounce it off of your family members, friends, um, and be like, you know, am I making a big deal about this? And if they're looking at you saying, yeah, that's not a big deal, then chances are, Maybe you were just a little bit, yeah. you know, zealous Emotional. about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if they're like, yeah, that would probably bother me too, then, you know, take that time away and maybe schedule time with that person and just connect with them later and say, hey, there was this issue. I just want to make sure that moving forward it doesn't happen mm-hmm. again. Um, but the biggest thing that I took away is, you know, just taking that time away and then bouncing it off other people to see what is your perception of this? What do you think? Yeah. And I think choosing your battles is really important. My mom always says that about everything in life. And I'm moving right now, (laughs) and we have some disagreeing tastes and styles. So I'm choosing my battles in that. Yeah, you will soon learn that is a whole whole other topic. (laughs) Leather lazy boys. (laughs) No. um, 
Anyway, so Azure, you also had a topic that could potentially pose some conflict in the workplace. Yeah, well, I had read a a few articles this past week about discrimination in the workplace um, towards people that do not have children. So I just wanted to kind of touch base on that. And one of the main things was, is it okay to leave right at 5 p.m. if you do not have kids? Or is it kind of the unspoken rule that if you don't have children, you should be staying later? and maybe not every day, but on on a more frequent basis than, you know, is it more understanding for people to walk out right at five if they do have kids? And I just wanted to talk about that um, because I feel like it, it does happen, you know, and how do, how do we handle that? You know, is there a way to go to management if you, you know, if you, if you do see that happening in your workplace and just kind of get everybody's opinions on that? Have you guys ever experienced it at all? Well, I guess I could. Uh, I have a couple of things to say since I would fall into this category, um, and I've lived through, um, you know, a lot of uh, coworkers and friends having families along the way, and I have to. Um, I have to say, I think it all depends on what your career aspirations are. Um, you know, I worked when I first started working, I worked with an individual and it was like when the clock hit, he, I mean, his kids were grown, so he didn't have kids at home. When that clock hit his his end time, he was made a beeline to the elevator. I mean, it was like, don't even get in his way. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't like stop him and say, hey, by the way, no, it was almost, you know, and that was... He, that was his choice, and he didn't really have career aspirations. I, on the other hand, you know, I had aspirations, so I wanted to work extra. Um, but when <laughs> this is back, you can tell because technology wasn't there. I used to actually go home for supper, and then I would come back to work mm-hmm. and do my thing because I couldn't. I didn't have on. There was no online access <laughs> back then. <laughs> Um, you know, but it all depends on, you know, what you want to make of it. I have to say, though, um, t- kudos to my, you know, coworkers in the past who did have families and had to leave. I get emails from, you know, I get emails from them 9, 10 o'clock at night. So sometimes it's not always what you see right. in the office. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people have to leave and some people like to leave you know, just for whatever reasons. But, you know, I tend to stay late. But then I'm like, okay, I'm all done with my work. You know, I leave late. And then I come in in the morning. I'm like, oh, my gosh, my coworkers were on at 9, 10 o'clock at night. And I thought I was caught up, and I'm not. (sighs) So, you know, I'm not making excuses, but I think there's more than what you see. Well, I think, like, what you're saying is, like, you might stay an extra hour or two they might leave right at five, right. go get the kids, make dinner, but then they're on from eight to 10. So yeah. you're just putting your hours in different areas. Mm-hmm. And I think as you're, what you're talking about is, you know, putting in the extra time. I think, I think it all depends, like Lynn said, sort of on what your goals are. If you are looking to work eight to five and what we call them are, are clock watchers. So if you're a clock watcher, you come in right before eight, you leave right at five. Um, and yes, like it or not, the reality is employers notice that. Right. Bottom yeah. line. Whether you have children or you don't have children, it's noted. It happens. 
Um, so I think what you probably want to do in that event is make sure that at night, maybe you want to log in every now and again and check in and respond to emails or, or whatever and show that you are engaged in other ways. Because even if you have children, you have to drop them off in the morning and you're the one that has to pick them up from daycare. You can't help the fact that you have those obligations. But you can also show that you're dedicated by perhaps periodically logging in, checking your email, responding to other people, getting some other items off your list. Um, I personally don't have children either. And sometimes I like to leave right at five because I have a spin class at 5.30. And that means not only do I have to leave, I have to get dressed. Mm -hmm. Then I have to hurry up and like walk. I mean, it's it's like 15 minutes door to door. But still. It, yeah. You got to, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to. Yeah. And I, have, I mean, it's not, yeah, I mean, I'm not wearing gym clothes all day. So I've got to like <laughs> hurry up. You're not. Change. <laughs> you know, hurry up, change. Put my, my. Right. Yeah. My shoes on, my correct shoes. Bring my satchel that has my water bottle because they don't even let you in the room without a water bottle. Oh. That's yeah. how intense it is. Yep. That's, and then, wow. you know, I have to bring my seat and all this. So I'm like running. And if I don't leave right at five on spin days. I can't make it to spin. Oh. So, but then, you know, like Carly does or, or Lynn, you know, then when I get home, I'm done making dinner, I'll plop open my laptop and maybe mm-hmm. work I on know. some stuff Jacqueline's for a few hours. one of those. I think I'm all caught up in there. <laughs> yeah, I, saw that I know. It's like they start spinning. You. Yeah, they start flying back. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm Well, behind. just so you guys know, Tuesdays or when, Mondays and Wednesdays are spin days. Good so to I, know. I have to leave right at five. <laughs> good to know. And I, I think, um, you know, both of you brought up a really good point, and that was actually one of the things I read in one of the articles was don't assume anything. Don't assume just because that person's leaving right at five that they didn't work out a schedule change. Maybe they have a shorter lunch. Maybe they're coming in earlier. Maybe they're working from home once you know later on at night. Um, so you shouldn't assume anything. And um, what about circumstances where, um, let's say, somebody he had you know is able to take off in the middle of the day for a PTO meeting or, or not PTO meeting? Um, PTA. PTA. Thank you. <laughs> PTA meeting. They're able to take PTO for PTA. Um, and, you know, there's different exceptions sometimes in the workplace for people that have children to leave. Um, and then if you have something that comes up, it's like, oh, nope, that doesn't really qualify. Um, so what would be, you know, your tips or would there be any ways to bring that to management or HR? Or do you guys have any input in on that? I've nicely said it before <laughs> in the because I've, you know, obviously I fall into this bracket. Um, I've nicely said it to my my bosses before and they're really, that's the way it is. I'm right. sorry. <laughs> it's like, you know, I just kind of had to live with it. Yeah. yeah, I haven't really had to deal with that. A, I don't have children, so I don't go to PT meetings. <laughs> and B, I think our organization is is pretty flexible with our comp time and whatnot. So, luckily, I'm crossing my fingers. You know, I haven't had to experience that. But um, I also think maybe perhaps management would consider the individual and their work ethic, and maybe say we yeah. don't typically, yeah. we wouldn't typically allow this. But I know it's important to you, so you know, between me and you, go ahead and do it, but let's not make a habit of it and go take care of what you need to take care of. And I think, um, Jacqueline, you bring up a good point. If your work ethic is there, if they know that you're going to make up for it um, and you've put in those extra hours and done yeah. all that and, you know, and you go 
to your HR department and you say, look, don't make a big deal about it. Like Carly said too, you know, pick your battles, but um, this is something that's really important. Is there any way that we can work this out? I understand that it's not, you know, the norm for you guys to allow this, but is there anything that, that we can, can do? Cause I really need to, to take this time off to make it to xyz event or whatever so Mm -hmm. i think just being honest if they say no they say no and then just try to try to accommodate your schedule accordingly Mm -hmm. yeah this was a great topic though i was just gonna say (laughs) (laughs) i lived with this one many years (laughs) um so let's let's wrap things up on a light note and and, uh lynn what did you want to finish As Jacqueline mentioned, we are in the process of moving our corporate offices. Um, We basically had a four to five week notice, so it is a little intense. (laughs) But um, do any of you have tips for how do you review and purge your cubicle space? Yes. If I have not used it in six months, it is in the trash. Yeah, man. I wish I was like you, Jacqueline. That's a good rule of thumb yeah. for everything. <laughs> I haven't used it even Now, there's differences. I mean, there's things that I use and there's things that I just have because I like. So I have awards that I haven't used per se, but I'm not going to throw those out. Oh, yeah. But if I have not Trash. used... <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> if I have not used something in six months, trash can. And I love purging, so I have zero problem I doing know. It. You live lean. I'm jealous of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I I also enjoy purging, and I'm sort of fortunate I don't have much stuff to purge at this point. But yeah, and I I do the recycling thing, like you've talked about Azure, where I take all my old papers and cut them in half and use them as my like checklists and scratch paper too. So That's cool. you can try to reuse stuff mm-hmm. if you can. What about do any of you have emotional attachments to like? cubicle decorations or you know trinkets or gifts you know that people have given you you know throughout no throughout the years (laughs) no i mean (laughs) to a to a degree i guess but like gifts but not cards like if i'm like i'll put all my cards up that i get but if i'm moving cards go in trash oh i'm not going to put them back up in my next space yeah but if i received a gift from someone i'll move that of course Mm-hmm. I I received a mug for my birthday one year here, and I use it every day. It's a happy birthday on it. It makes Aww. me feel special every day. But <laughs> like that, obviously, because I use it every day. Every but. day is your birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it was interesting, though, because I, you know, I get some monthly reports. So I actually asked my manager. And I, you know, I said, what do you recommend? It's like, I'm car- you know, I'm filing all these reports. And he's like, oh. That's all online. You know, I only keep the previous two months, and then I always, toss you know, them. toss the the other ones. And I'm like, oh, that's good to know. Because <laughs> I get all these reports, I'm not really sure what to do with them. So that was a good opportunity for me to, you know, kind of ask some guidelines. So um, I'll have a lot of recycling to do that I am mm-hmm. looking forward to. Yeah, and I think, Lynn, you know, to your point, if you have anything that, you're questioning, is this something that's important? Should I really be throwing this away? Um, maybe talk to your manager, because even if you are going to throw it away, it might be something confidential that you need to <laughs> put into a special bin, or yeah, or maybe they would like to hang on to it, you know, but mm-hmm. maybe just ask. Yeah, and a lot of the stuff we have is all online, too, so... Yeah. You know, it, you have a little more freedom with that. And we don't delete anything online. We create right. old folders. <laughs> Archive. Yeah, that's probably a whole nother, a whole nother cleaning issue. Purging your well. computer. 
All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap things up for us today. Um, I think we're all in the spring cleaning spirit, so we'll get to purging our cubes. Um, and if you have any topics you'd like to suggest for discussion on the LJN Radio Quad, you can send us a message to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. For Lynn Molitor, Azure Mahara, and Jacqueline Peterson, I'm Carly Rubach, and thank you for listening.